2: Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, or as I go by on Reddit, Brutal Gash. Coming up on the show a little late, but we're ranking our favorite players from the brief 2019 Celtics Summer League season. Then later in the Celtics Reddit recap, controversy. In classic off-season fashion, the anti-mod pro meme movement has once again reared its ugly head, but it's a little more complicated and there are many opinions on the matter, and as you can imagine on Reddit, a very balanced and nuanced discussion to dive into. So we'll be getting a little bit into that and finally we'll get to the recent Celtics Team USA news. Jackson and Joe, aka Rickman Lives, and No Scroes McFly are here, as always, guys. It's been a little while since our last episode, and we're really now into the bloody doldrums of the offseason. Not much going on at all. So what have you guys been up to? Man, I've been so devoid of basketball and meaning in my life. I had to book a trip to Europe for a month.
1: It's a, a life, <laughs> life, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that sucks, and man. I, and I happened to do it just the, the, the month that uh, Team USA, with four Celtics in tow, come to Australia. So yeah, I'm
0: stoked about that. I really am. But
1: <laughs> uh, beyond that, man, it's, it is the offseason, right? So uh, yeah, there's very little going on at the moment other than that.
0: Yeah, I'm totally in off-season mode.
1: Uh, <laughs> you sound like it too. Off-season, <laughs> yeah. off-season body club. You've
0: come oh, out of hibernation for this one, You're over here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have I been doing? Um, man, I've been working and studying and just, you know, doing all the grown-up things that we do when we're not, you know, obsessing over a child's game.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that before the show tonight. That this is like the three months in the year where I get all my shit done. That's kind of that's kind of how it goes, right? And that's fine. Three months of the year, I'm not staring at my phone constantly at work. For
1: those of you who don't, who don't know, the Australian time zone for our basketball games is about well, typically. I know it's different in New Zealand, like two hours difference, but like between like you know, six AM and midday or thereabouts. So yeah, it's
0: it's a pain in the ass watching um watching at work. Put it that way. Yeah, seven p.m. tip off is normally one p.m. New Zealand time, so normally eleven a.m. Aussie time. Lunchtime, you know, lunchtime yeah. games.
2: Yeah, and after free agency, I'm sleeping eight hours a night, You're sleeping like a a baby, a, a baby that <laughs> happens to sleep well. Sleeping like uh, a like sleeping no, like a Glenn no,
1: Davis. Yeah, like
2: I you know I have uh, sleeping like and a and baby sh- with a four year
0: guaranteed contract.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get to that. Um but yeah, no no worsh bombs, no shamwows in the middle of the night, setting off my phone, just sleeping sleeping through. It's been wonderful. Um so plenty of energy going into this podcast, I guess. Not a lot of content, not much going on, but you know, but we're doing well otherwise. So getting straight into it. a couple of weeks back now we we had, I'm gonna say it, the most exciting Celtics summer league season ever. A spicy team of youngins who I think kind of reminded us of what quote unquote Celtics basketball is. And why we love it so much, and I, I thought an interesting way to talk about it might be to rank our favorite players of the Celtics summer league season. I, I say we, but I mean me, and you guys are going to critique my ranking um, because you know had a little a little j- j- extra time on my hands today, knocked off a knocked out a quick ranking, and um, and, and yeah, any any comments, any thoughts <laughs> before well, we before we get is, into it? J- just I, in m-
0: case you weren't aware, this is really. Beans show, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I admire the dedication of taking time any day to rank summer league players. Yeah, man. I know.
0: That's
2: yeah. peak. He it. I he it, it took it took thirty seconds. I <laughs> I knew it just it's straight from the heart. It was almost stream of consciousness. I didn't put a lot of thought into it all. Let's descend into this. Um, number one, Carson Edwards, who we recently signed to a four year deal. Number one was a hard a hard choice to make. There are a lot of a lot of favorites and so maybe like more logical choices to, to make there, but Carson Edwards just like set my soul on fire with, with his play <laughs> in summer league. So tell me I'm wrong. You're not, not wrong. Not wrong at all.
1: I'm <laughs> so in
2: on Carson Edwards.
1: This is like, this has been so great because I mean I didn't expect him to be like the one like major standout, but like his game is so exciting. I'm I'm really I'm really stoked we've got this guy here.
0: He's um he's super decisive. That's my um, oh he's decisive. That's what I like about him. yes. He's decisive. That he works, makes quick Joe. decisions. It, it'll give him gravity, man. I guarantee you, he'll be a high gravity player. He, he's gonna he's 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 real, man. He's for he's for real. I'll be stunned if he doesn't hang on as a rotation player in the league. Absolutely stunned. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's a little pocket rocket and definitely going to be some sort of a spark plug off the bench. You know, we we did away with a lot of important players. If you want to, you know, sort of um, group Terry Rogier into yeah, that category. And we've got minutes. Is it fair to say he's the, number
1: two, he's the number two point guard, like on the team now in the road? To- like obviously smart, depending on what the lineup is when he comes to it. But like no Rozier, Langford, wins, I don't know when Langford's back, but like based on
2: his play, surely like he's got to be top of the, like the rookies at least. Yeah, like that's the thing Like we haven't even really seen Romeo Langford, yeah. And by all, you know, we drafted him at number 14 Like he should be the best of our draft picks But Carson Edwards, you know, he's got that four-year deal now He really showed out at Summer League And these are good problems to have Which of our spicy new rookies will get the most playing time off the bench But uh, Carson Edwards, ranked number one
0: for a reason, fellas We might want to put a pin in this in this sort of conversation Does Put a pin in is like this new expression I've just stumbled across <laughs> yes. lately once you hear it, once you hear it, once you hear it all the time, but um, I kind of want to do like a little rundown of who we think is actually going to make it like just right now. Who we think's actually going to make it as a like which picks do we actually back? So we've got it on the record, <laughs> so that when we go back in two years' time and and we say we were right about Carson Edwards or uh-huh. wrong about Romeo and Langford, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: let's let's run through the the rest of the rankings to, to, to touch on all these players, first. and then yes, let's uh, let's round it out with who's going to get rotation minutes. So number two, the Time Lord Robert Williams showed us uh, he can pass the ball, uh, which is very exciting. Last year, we pretty much saw him as a uh, a rim runner, maybe a clumsy, uh, you know, defensive something or other, and and suddenly he shows he's got this sort of finesse, this touch, and he's you know cross court passing, and he's um, he just has this really good chemistry with uh, Grant Williams as well as far as like um, making and receiving entry passes, and we we saw a lot from the Time Lord. The the running joke is that's like the Time Lord; it's he can almost see the passes before they happen. Uh, and yet, like he's kind of living living that truth. What would you guys think of Robert Williams?
1: I um, I, I agree. I'd actually have him at number two as well. If I had to, if I had to rank these guys, um, you're right. The passing was great. I mean, he just um, anytime he blocks the ball, he's just he's just supremely. It's just so watchable. Like the way he the way he gets up for those rejections. Like it's just re- really a, a, something I look forward to every time he's on the court. Um, and yeah, it's more maybe the promise too because you got to feel like if anyone's gonna out of this like group that's come through, that's gonna like. Probably most likely feature or most likely get the most minutes. Then it's it's got to be Time Lord. Does anyone or does anyone else caught? Does anyone else think maybe
0: not? Mm, um, to, I, like I I didn't like. He was fun to watch. Um, I find him really hard to to categorise. He wasn't my second favourite Celtic of the summer. Um, to he his his game doesn't real. I didn't like his rebounding. I know he had that one 16-rebound six, six, game, but mm-hmm. um, he, um, in the words of Charles Barkley, the immortal Charles Barkley, they lighten their ass, you know, and he is <laughs> like he is lighting his ass, man. Like, he gets uh-huh. pushed around down there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, is this guy really going to be a center? He kind of looks like a small four that blocks shots. He's almost like, he's like Serge Ibaka, Ibaka, <laughs> Ibaka. Now I'm struggling. about <laughs> Sergio Baca's name. No, you got oh. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, he's like him, but if you traded like the shooting for passing, you know, mm-hmm. as a can't pass at all, <laughs> and Williams he really can't shoot at all, you know. So um, yeah, I'm just. But you know, he's he's sort of the guy. I, you know, I'm on the record as saying he's he's a he's a muppet. You know, and <laughs> and loser I think I
2: remember
1: well
0: all of the above But, but the fact that he's a really good passer is kind of like it doesn't fit with that archetype so I'm kind of really struggling to put Robert Williams in a box like I can't say he's like a rebound rim like blocking center you know like he's not he's not an anchor that's not really his game either I can't he's obviously he's a rim runner on offense He's a passer as well, you know. He's 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 kind of got the, some small Fordish kind of vibes to him sometimes. I think. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think at the summer leagues, like strengths really shine because um, weaknesses are so much more common. Like at that level, players at that level, that sort of entry level pro basketball, you're, you're going to see players with. Um, more identifiable weaknesses than than strengths, mm. um, and so when a player does have um, an unexpected strength, that it really stands out. And I think maybe that's what we saw with Robert Williams passing. Like, oh shit, he can pass! Wow, like, and it's it's on this stage where he's getting minutes, he's getting touches, and he can kind of showcase that a little bit. We, we um, did, however,
0: sorry, go on. We did kind of know he could pass from the from the regular season, though, right? I mean, I, I've got to be honest; like, I wouldn't have maybe, listed it as one of his best I- attributes.
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah, now now I I I consider it. Now I think about it. Yeah. I didn't walk away from last season thinking he's a great passer or like uh, passing is a skill of his. Yeah, I I didn't get enough sample size, to be honest. Like he was catching
1: lobs and, and, and rejecting shots or getting exploited on defense. Like that's my memory of Robert Williams from last season.
0: Yeah, um, I, I seem to remember, you know My memory of him is not making a couple of really nice passes and, and, you know, obviously it was always limited minutes But I sort of felt like that was, a, that was something that he could do One thing I thought he'd be better at was finishing in traffic And it's weird, he was kind of okay finishing in traffic off the dribble But sometimes off the catch If he couldn't finish it as a lob I sort of mm. felt like he struggled to finish it there And I sort of see them as being sort of similar to his struggles with rebounding Like he's just not He's not Grant Williams, who was incidentally my, my second favourite Celtic, and is most definitely not lighting his ass. Does that segue nicely into <laughs> yeah. player three? Ben? Hey, oh yes, it does. Hey, yes. And
2: to everyone listening at home, I have not published this list to the to the guys here. But number three, and don't worry, we're not ranking the entire Celtics summer league roster. Grant Williams, aka I guess part two of the of the um, space time continuum. Uh, who we've also signed to a guaranteed r- rookie deal. So congratulations there to, to Grant Williams. Kudos. Um, but this um, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Robert Williams, these guys made it difficult to to rank um, particularly this top three because all of them were um, impressive in their own right. And Grant Williams maybe had the, the most overall, um, the most well-rounded impression, I think, in, in the Summer League roster. Um, he certainly showed that he can do... A lot of things well, but maybe not one thing great. I don't know. What what did you guys think?
1: um i i liked him immediately for more like you know, of um you know the interviews that he was giving and um the way he you know how well spoken he was. It was a lot of it was made of like you know his, his background his mum worked for nasa and, and everything like that so he's obviously an intelligent dude so i thought oh yeah we've drafted a guy who's a good character that you know has like raw ability that we can like mold and stuff like that which is more or less what's going on here but nah, he impressed me because i really didn't know anything about his game or look much into it until um summer league. But no, that um that one game where I think he shot like four or five or, or something like that from three and like his his plus minus was just absurd for I think everything up until the final game. So um yeah, incredibly impressed with um with Grant Williams.
0: Yeah, um I I guess for me, I, I remember his first I think it was his first basket. He sort of um I wanna say he caught the ball as the roll man, pump fake. Um and just hit a had a leaner off the glass straight away. And I was just like, this guy's just got a really versatile skill set. Um, yeah, and and it, you know, I I really hope he contributes this year. I I um, you know, he's okay. One thing I haven't liked about these rookies is that they they can be kind of real boring interviews. Like <laughs> I love Carson, but like I just want to win, man. I just want to win. Well. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you would like to win, but it's like, that's, that's a really, I know you're just trying to um impress the teacher, you know, it's, it's a real teacher's pet type answer. Yeah. Oh, I want to win, sir. You know, like, I like a little honesty whereas Grant Williams at least seems to be a genuine character. Yeah. The only true. thing is I do wonder if he's not a little bit annoying to the rest of his teammates. He's so like, he's, he's, he's quite Pollyannaish. He's like this puppy dog, you know, that is endearing. Um, but maybe a little overwhelming up close. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had to
2: have a dig, he, he could be too genuine. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's just t- too nice. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Jay- I maybe mean, Jalen will get a
1: hold of him because I reckon they are probably on similar wavelengths. And like, you know, Jalen will like take him out to a couple of clubs, and you know, <laughs> just, you can see him giving him like well, a, yeah, bit of, a bit more of an NBA like star makeover, but of like of, of similar, you know, uh, intellect. If that makes sense, you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, I mean, on the other side of it, you could see them playing like magnetized chess on the bench uh, yeah. during, you know, the the second and third quarters a, while they don't need it. Yeah, it is like, but he does seem like it sounds, it is cliche, like don't get me wrong, but a high character guy and like I, what I think is consistent among, we don't, we haven't heard that much from Romeo Langford yet really, but what seems consistent among everyone who was drafted and, and signed post-draft by the Celtics is that they're all sort of high character guys and like just good good people good hangs um and that is this really good like um, decisive shift from the um from the mood around the team from the from the personality around the team last season mm. so I think that that is um, purposeful by by Danny Ainge and his staff to, to, to make that pivot. So um, that's good to see. Great Williams, uh, I have a feeling that we'll be getting back to talking about him when we talk about who's going to be taking out the majority of the rotation minutes. Uh, number four, Tremont Waters also signed to a two, two-way contract. Uh, very unfortunate uh, and sad that his father passed away in the midst of the summer league season um and yet he came out like the day after or two days after and we did lose that game to the grizzlies but that guy was playing his heart out and that was consistent you know you could see that from him all summer league season where the, like the guy was just seizing the opportunity again i'm throwing out clichés but like he just <laughs> he just seemed to be playing super hard um and despite you know his lack of height um and some other notable weaknesses in his game like he just um He was a Celtic, like, you know, he was diving on the floor. He had that tenacity and he just, he was a very likable player to watch. And I I really enjoyed his game. He didn't shoot the ball too well from the outside, but his passing and his feel from the game was really noticeable.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, it was between him and Javante Green for who I like. Probably would put at four. Um, but no, I just I like his game. I don't really have much to say about him. I'm sorry, I didn't feel for him uh, coming out and playing after uh, uh, losing his dad. So that must have been um, really, yeah, really full on. So um, a lot of credit to him too uh, for going through with that. But um, yeah, like his game.
0: Yeah, I mean, his dad. If I understand it. Uh, the what do they say? The uh, circumstances were considered suspicious, you know, and no. and um, like that's not that's a little different to just like losing your dad from cancer, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I had a really good mate loses his dad to cancer just in the last couple of weeks. It's like the situation that Tremont Waters is in is quite different. Um, and um, man, like. I don't know, like I just think, man, like that kid must have had it like tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's insane, you know. Love. um, like it, it seems so odd at a time when your son has just like cracked it, you know. Yeah, but um, um, I loved his game. Like that first, um, like the first game against Philadelphia, we were just turning them over like crazy. It was him mm. and Carson Edwards, just wreaking havoc. I, yeah. lo- I I so enjoyed Tremont Waters I don't think he's an NBA player he's certainly mm. not like a starting caliber player but um, I really liked it and I really hope he does well because I just I love the attitude he plays with
2: yeah if there was a instead of a salary cap like a, a cap on height at like 6'2 <laughs> then he, he would be dominant in, there, in that league there is but, such um... a league there is such
0: a league yeah. do you know what league it is? my local comp or? no it's your local the comp. Philippines the Philippines Pro League really yeah, there's, a, there's, there's, a a, yeah, there's a cap on yeah there's like a cap on dudes who are over six five or something well like taco's that. gonna have to look wow. elsewhere then <laughs> Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, again with the segue again <laughs> with the segue
2: number five and there's gonna be some people out there who are like why the shit did you not mention this guy in the top three taco fall um partly there's many parts to why i'm ranking taco fall at all um a lot of it has to do with just how polarizing and entertaining a figure he was at Summer League. The the fan interaction, the interviews, the fact that um, so like at least. Every player on the Celtics roster had one go at lobbing the ball up to just ridiculous heights, basically to the lights in the arena for Taco Fall to just do a maneuver that you don't see very often, which is like a catch the ball and it's kind of already in the rim because that's where your hands are above the rim already. I don't know. It was weird. Um, But the question, I guess, remains. Obviously, we all enjoyed Taco Fall at Summer League, but... um, is there a future for him on any NBA roster or, or what do you think? Mm.
0: It's, it's, it's obviously he's always going to be a role player, like perform a very specific role at best. Right. So yeah. um, defender. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, man, like, like Boban's super skilled, you know, like Boban's the, the comparative, right. Um, and Beau, like Boban's like best case, right. Like Boban's a phenomenally skilled guy With approximate With slightly similar Physical Characteristics Who can and shoot Yeah Who can shoot And pass Boban's really good You know Um But But Yeah Taco I, I will say this though You know He'd get down in a stance And move his feet You gotta give him that But You're probably not mm. But Um but who knows, right?
1: Well, um, interesting case study will be uh, how Bol Bol goes as well, because I mean, I mean, you got two very tall, sort of slender guys. I mean, Bol Bol apparently is like more upside. I've never really watched anything I know about him because of his, like, you know, his um, his um, father, and obviously how tall he is as well. But um, yeah, like I mean, there doesn't seem to be no one seemed to be wild on these, like, you know, super tall projects. Like, I think everyone might like start to think like Giannis, you know, four, four or five years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, can we get a hold of this guy? Can we turn them into like the next, you know, f- freak of nature that's just so dominant? But um, no, I don't think there's a future for him in the NBA, which sucks because he's so fun to watch. And it just complete like, the whole reason I watched <laughs> Summer League was to see him like I'm obviously I wanted to watch walk back a bit I wanted to see that the guys we drafted as a collective obviously but he was like the attraction and I think a lot of people who would never have watched a summer game in their lives would probably have tuned in to watch the Celtics just because there's this seven foot seven dude who's just just ridiculous to watch and his story and the fact that he's like apparently a genius as well it's just and in his name, like it's just it's, yeah. he's just got it all. It it's so much name. fun to just have around. And my last point before I go any further, I've never seen a non-Celtics player being used for so much Celtics like media and stuff. You know what I mean? We haven't signed <laughs> him, and like he's he's gone with Grant Williams to meet like Liverpool, and like that's obviously that, yeah. yeah so imagine that's unofficial, <laughs> yeah. but still like that's on Instagrams and shit. And he's in the Celtics Twitter and the Celtics Facebook and everywhere. And like, we haven't even like given, like, what's he on? An Exhibition 10 or something up until Summer League? Summer League, summer like the camp or something. So he's not even really a player, technically speaking.
2: Yeah, that was something new that I learned about this offseason. An Exhibition 10 contract. Never heard of that. Yeah. I don't either. know if it's new yeah. or maybe I'm not keeping up with the, the news there. But um, yeah, yeah, with, with Taco contract? Fall
0: came that the news and the realization that that exists. That's a thing. I guess it means he's got a he's occupying a roster spot right now. I think it's funny with him is that, like, how is it that a seven foot seven person becomes an underdog at basketball? Yeah, but that's what he is. That's that's why he's so loved, right? I mean, it's it's it, that's the dynamic. But it's so funny how we get to it, you know we cheer for a seven foot seven guy because it's so unlikely that he's going to be really good at basketball
2: (laughs) yeah that is odd i guess it it kind of signifies yeah how much the game has changed that we're cheering for a person that tall uh, as we would a person five two you know yeah Um, and it's just like total underdog it's just
1: seven seven feels like the point where it's just too much it's like you know you need water and air to survive but you get like too much water or too much (laughs) air at once and you, you die it's almost like he's like ridiculous analogy but i feel like he's always like too tall to to function <laughs> yeah. and that's where the, the weird yeah. like the dissonance is but anyway i get what you mean yeah
2: um yeah i feel like i could waffle on about taco for there you go waffles and tacos go, making everyone go. hungry yep. yeah for for a while uh, but i want to get to some um, honorable mentions to runners up very quickly so there's three of them two of them are max struss Oh, Strauss, I think Struse. it's Strauss and Struess, Struess, yeah. Max Struess. Sorry, Maxi and Javante Green both signed to two ideals with the Celtics, who had little pockets of impressiveness with the Celtics. Um, I think for me, Javante Green was maybe the more dynamic player that I'm a bit more excited about, but but Struessy had some uh, some moments there. A pure shooter, I think you could categorize him as. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no. I think, it's the off-season, well, it was a good team. It was
0: a really good team. Like, I like basically all of the players. I liked that We had the dude who shot the underarm free throws. Shot the Onowaki. Is that he? Oh, it Owaku? The Onowaku? Onowaku?
1: Yeah, that guy. Okay. <laughs> I, I missed mean, that. Fun. I got to admit, I didn't say it. He had an underarm,
0: Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Um. Nice. He he was like, played for the Rockets, I, I want to say. I feel like he was on. He did. been around the league, but hey. He did um, play for the Rockets. He was fun. There was the other guy who looked like Carson Edwards because he had the same hairstyle and his number was like 39. Was a bit yeah, that was with. confusing. Yeah, I still don't know his name. Um, but <laughs> I always got excited when he was on the floor and I was slightly disappointed to realize it wasn't the real thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, thi- I think it was John Elmore. Sorry, Elmore, anyway.
0: Yeah, I was- I'm was. i just going to call him Clayton's Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we were getting to this and I might
1: chance our arm here for like another segue, but I, have we spoken since, since Yabuselli's been waived?
2: Uh he was the third honorable mention was, so killing it with the segues, Jackson did. by the he way did. but wow. um even he was cut he was cut by the celtics I think that it's not news at this point. we all know um the dancing bear uh Derriere Jordan, as I've known to call him <laughs> been known to call him um <laughs> yeah sad, sad news because he's kind of been like i guess like the mascot for the Celtics for a little while now, like the the fan mascot but um. I don't know. It looked like it was time. It was his third, or th- I think it was his third season coming into this year, right? And he just was lagging on a summer league roster. Um, so time to go. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Evicted. it's
1: sad, but like the dude like never looked in shape like a day he was with us. So it was always doomed. No. <laughs> it was it was fun to have him around, but that um yeah yeah I mean
0: all the best to him. Yeah, it was fun to have him around, but unfortunately, he just wasn't that good
2: yep that's that's pretty much the crux of it there all right so 23 minutes on the now two weeks gone summer league we are really in the depths of the off season we're going to take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the reddit recap Reddit recap and we're going to start with a post by user iPound3 who posted a few days ago now, this subreddit kind of sucks, referring to Celtics Reddit and then in brackets, not really, pretty much based on calling out some of the shall we say limitations decided on by the mod team and iPound3 goes on to say, I love the Celtics, they are my favorite team to watch and I've been a fan as long as I can remember. One of my favorite parts of being a Celtics fan is interacting with other Celtics fans and this subreddit limits that. In all other team subreddits, you can post memes and shit posts and just have fun as a subreddit. And I think it would be awesome if we were allowed to actually have fun in this subreddit. But like I said, our subreddit limits what we can do. So that's on the surface level of that. Uh, And I think the irony here is, I I think at least you, Joe, you don't spend a lot of time on Celtics Reddit despite being a a key pillar of this... Oh, okay. I go, oh, never mind. I go
0: there every day. It's just I don't get too deep into it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fair. Uh, well, you know, it's the off season. It's never too late to to really dive in. I guess that's what we're doing now. <laughs> but uh, on this, the surface of this, like a contentious issue on Celtics Reddit has been that, the fact that mods have restricted the use of memes. So their um, hard line on that is that it encourages better discussion, more in depth discussion, without um um. You know, that being limited by the uh, inclusion of memes and and non-discussion items i suppose so where are you guys sitting with the inclusion or, or uninclusion of, of memes on on celtic credit you want it to stay like it is or do you want those rules relaxed a little bit or where are you sitting with that for,
1: for me it's a matter of um i mean i'm in agreement with the mods and the fact i'd rather like more in-depth discussion and more and, and less like shit posty sort of things for the sake of being shit posty and whatnot so um i, I agree with them on that and and if like if it were purely up to me i'd probably just keep it as is because I, I i love the sub as is and i'm i, I have for some Long as I've been following it, but it there does seem to be a general consensus that there should be more, and I think that maybe the fact it might be an age thing I don't know how old the Celtics mods are, but maybe they're from like you know our generation I'm thirty, you know if everyone that cares but um maybe these maybe these guys are maybe the the majority of the users are younger and like that they've been more about memes and posts and shit like that, you know growing up, and it feels like a little bit like like old to them so look if if the popular consensus is. Uh, Include it I mean I don't see why it can't be Like trialed or like something can't be done anyway You know
0: Okay So the thing is If you have rules right If it's a rules based sort of a I guess sort of an approach To moderation um, You're gonna get like Harsh consequences right Um, So If you have to pick an approach Rules or just like total Laissez faire free for all Anarchy. Anarchy. Chaos. <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious which one's going to be better, right? Like, the you know, you can't have a laissez-faire. You know, it, it, there'd be no way to, to find the good content. And with regards to the memes and stuff like that, with all that stuff, I'm like, I'm like, I guess I just want moderators to not have to, I want moderators to have the flexibility not to apply rules. Like, if it's good, you know, like, mm. like, we all, we, I don't want to see a million stupid memes that are all the same, right? But I do want to see one meme that's really funny. Or well, there was an example talked about in there where there was a guy who's trying to crowdfund some guy he met in South America to get him to yeah. to a game. I'm like, "Oh, that's fine." Like but if there were 10 of them, then nah, then they all go, you know? Like I I don't is it that? I mean, to me it's pretty hard to get too wound up about a forum on the internet. Like um it's <laughs> there's bigger fish to fry it's on this, off season but, man um, it's off season, yeah man. <laughs> i'm fired up <laughs> i'm angry but if it's fun to read like if it's good and it's unique then let it ride if it's not fun then delete it and mm. i guess i guess to me like um maybe that makes it harder for the moderators to to do it like maybe they yeah. i'm sure they use bots and stuff like that to just automatically wipe stuff But um, Yeah I'd, I'd prefer to see Like that It's, it's a You know it's a job It's a curating job right Like they They should be called curators Instead of moderators You know <laughs> uh, We want them to We want them to Curate like a good set Of topics for discussion
2: yeah, it's unfortunately it's not as black and white or cut and dry as memes or no memes and that user you mentioned who was trying to crowdfund uh someone to come over from South America that was user user senior stone 71 and it's a good example where like that's a well-intentioned yeah uh, well-timed post in that it's in the off season totally. and it's all about just like sharing the love among Celtics fans and yet there is a rule that the mods have decided no matter what we'll abide by, so that gets removed, just as there could be awesome... Like, if you spend any time on weird Celtics Twitter, there's fucking awesome memes out there. They're hilarious. Marcus Smart um, just today like stirred up <laughs> a, uh, America like a Photoshop yeah. contest today, and it was awesome. But that's kind of limited to Twitter at the moment um, because, yeah, I guess the moderators of Celtics Reddit and most other subs, like, we don't have um, access to that kind of... Artificial intelligence or machine learning or whatever automation could be a- applied um, to to their job to automatically factor out unfunny memes. Essentially, like how do you <laughs> how do you tell a computer to determine what memes are funny and what aren't? Because if we can somehow do that, then I'm all for allowing memes. But th- there's a there's an alternate Celtic subreddit. I don't know if you guys have heard of it called uh, slash Baston Celtics, yes. and I-, I love the guys and girls. I don't know what gender they are, so I'm saying both who run the sub. I think uh, Air Mag, Swag and Ainge we Trust are two users who um, are prominent in that sub. Um, love those guys. Don't love the sub. I was scrolling through it today. I've been through it a couple of times, and it is a litany of shit memes. It's like 99% terrible, <laughs> unfunny memes. Um, like the top one today, it's a photo of like Hitler and his closest generals standing around like a table, clearly like planning a battle or whatever. And and the headline is, oh boston celtics reddit mods like planning the next like uh, meme banning or whatever it is it's like okay like i get it you're not a fan of the current rule set in the subreddit but like come on like that's that's not funny at least to me um there's a lot of um obviously a lot of opinions and a lot of discourse going on from that thread so we mentioned senior stone and and the idea of flying that user over from uh from south america which I, i would be all for i would donate to that yeah. User Henry as your boss writes shades of R slash Celtics highlights, which is another Celtics sub sub subsidiary, and it's it's the it's the subreddit for Celtics highlights because it's another thing that's been banned by uh by mods, um, and yet nobody goes there because R slash and Celtics is enough. So
0: yeah, but, <sighs> there we go. <laughs> <Forget> <laughs> <enough. Forget about. laughs> I mean, it also, isn't the whole point of Reddit too though that like the good stuff should rise to the top yeah Um, it's an excellent point so i mean maybe the mods just need to i don't know trust that a little bit like just clean up stuff that's you know if it doesn't get any attention but at the same time you also need to like people have only got so much attention span right so they can only like absorb so many topics and decide to upvote them or not you know um you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, there, if there's a million topics that are just flooding through, like, then it doesn't work, you know? I feel like they, yeah, no, they need to be gatekeepers for sure. And and I think they should be, like, as users, we should probably give them a little bit, like, just trust their judgment a little bit. But i just like to see them use judgment, you know, instead of just just applying rules. Um, There shouldn't be rules. Like, why are there rules? It's, it's, well, there's rules on all subs. It's not. You know, like, basic yeah, but, stuff okay maybe this is maybe this is me maybe i'm just a bit older than it's the internet it's not real life like
2: <laughs> but it's not 4chan yeah,
1: yeah. it is reddit you can, it's and you, slightly can, more you can still lose distinguished... your job over shit you're out on the internet so you got to have a little bit of <laughs> yeah you have a little bit of like <laughs> yeah. you know culpability or whatever but yeah
0: okay you know what i mean like this is not like it's just not that important. <laughs> mm. And, and <laughs> No, you're right. That's that, that is yeah. correct. And I don't I don't I don't honestly mean that in like a pejorative sense. It's just like it's just a forum on the net. So if it yeah. does get a bit hairy around the edges and some rules aren't quite adhered to, that's fine. But if it gets to the point where nobody's using it, well then if you want it to be usable, then you have to let the mods do something about it. So in general, I think mods should probably like I think people should like try and understand it like there's a volunteer people trying to make something usable yeah and maybe mods should not like i don't know to me you don't have to apply rules because who cares if you break them (laughs) you know like uh, (laughs) who dies if you break the rule you know like (laughs) yeah what's the consequence it's not man it's not flip we're not talking about we're not talking about the the you know the presumption of innocence here you know that has to be adhered to otherwise innocent people (laughs) die you know, it's just you know, it just sort of seems a bit out of, it just seems a bit incongruent with the, um, with the, you know, the magnitude of the importance of yeah. what's happening. I, yeah, yeah, but again, yeah. again a lo-
1: I think a lot of these people are young, and I'm not trying to say that like I'm better than them or way better than them or anything like that, so we're above it. But I mean, like you know, I'll it, say yeah. I'm better than that. <laughs> Go, for Go for it. That's, that's uh, New Zealand. That's so New Zealanders you, for you, guys.
2: You are what they would call the the fun police, Joe. I, I suggested a weekly meme thread, uh, and multiple. I was severely downvoted and uh, and called the fun police by uh, what I, I'm now beginning to realize my t- a litany yeah. of twelve year olds. Um, so yeah, a number of opinions on, on the comment <laughs> thread there. I want to get to a couple of them really quickly, just to represent the, the many sort of sides of the fence. Um, various Redditors are sitting on flame out. 3145 writes, I absolutely love the memes and inside jokes that come from them in other communities. Blows my mind that this subreddit has such a hard set of rules when it's for a basketball team. Another user, Tiac, writes, I always scrub these usernames. Sorry, guys. There should definitely be leniency during the off-season. It'd be Onomatopoeia. Season- Thank you. Oh, that's right.
0: Like maniac, but Onomatopia. Yeah, I'll, I'll just edit out my...
2: Um, profound stupidity after the fact uh they write there should definitely be leniency during the off season uh, through the season though i don't want to see memes on there the yeah, fair enough hunnish invasion writes i like it better because it doesn't allow memes and shit posts so many of the communities i'm in are nothing but that and all good content gets tossed to the wayside and finally pepe sylvia 11 writes no Memes and shitposts ruin every subreddit I've been on. This place is actually great with discussion, quality of discussion excluded. Point being, we care about the Celtics and have no problem talking about them enough to sustain the subreddit. So plenty of people with plenty of opinions. That's the internet for you folks. Um, but it's interesting, this isn't the first time this has come up. And I think the mods who are recruiting, I think at the moment, have some decisions to make because like, this is just going to keep being a thing. Um, and in the vacuum of this subreddit and of the off-season... I think you could say that it is important in the vacuum of this community. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, with the many goings on of the world, it doesn't mean shit to anybody. <laughs> but for the few people who sought this subreddit by slash new like 20 times a day and are passionate about it, um, I think it's bothering a lot of people there. So it's just interesting because it's come up in, in such a, you know, uh, a big fashion in the last couple of days.
1: Reddit problems, man. <laughs> They're sort of real They're not real They're problems. sort of real They're sort of real <laughs> yeah.
2: Just, Just To some <laughs> Yeah Alright I don't think we need to spend Any more time on that um, Let's move on User McElwain Posted a Shams tweet Boston's Marcus Smart And Jalen Brown Are on Team USA's Shortlist of potential Replacement additions And since that tweet Shams Hit us up again Saying that both of those Players have been confirmed um, As part of the At least the training camp Roster for team usa um why do we care couple of reasons obviously we're celtics fans this is great news more celtics prior to the season why do i care in particular going to those games i've probably wow, told everyone who you. listens yeah. to this show way too many times and now it seems like it could be basically the boston celtics versus australia which i'm very excited for
1: it's smash them too and i mean the celtics <laughs> it's smash australia um <laughs> yeah that's great that's great it's a re- dream result <laughs> it is. it's re- it's really cool because like i mean it's I, I i don't think a lot of a lot of the bigger stars are pulling out because they don't want it to be a distraction or rather they don't want a distraction they want to focus on the upcoming season um yeah it is I, I i don't I think it's a big i think it's good for younger players you know what i mean we can still call these guys younger players obviously so um maybe not kemba but still it, I think it's great. It's great for it's great for you, Ben. Certainly, and I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be good for the
0: guys. I mean, they just get a little bit more time together, just to bond a little bit more. You know, hmm. it, there's something I wanna. I wanna. Um, I mean, I've kind of talked about it in the in the in the in the group chat, but um, I, it's really. Str- I, I have this theory about why this keeps happening with USA basketball. Like, I mean, it's awesome that the Celtics are there. That's great. But I mean, if it was Kyle Kuzma. Who got selected I'd be like Yeah <laughs> yeah. <You know?
2: laughs> yeah He is in the team By the way
0: Wow <laughs> I want to read So we've man. already had A chance he to definitely, react Definitely Definitely he's not Buying a ticket now <laughs> 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 Kyle Kuzma Ugh. No Cools. but I want to I, I want to <laughs> see You know In person What you guys Kind of think of this This theory Like in, in Australia And New Zealand I guess most Commonwealth countries But it, I don't know exactly how it works in Europe, but I'll speak for for Australia, New Zealand, England, and South Africa, let's say, right? Cricket playing countries, <laughs> the cricket and rugby playing countries, right? Mm. So the, the way it works, right, is when we're grown up, you know, we will play for a club and that club will be a member of a, you know of a district association or whatever you know and then you'll try and make reps it might be for your town all right and then um there'll be like when you get above that there'll be like a provincial or state level reps and they go through the age group and you're always trying to make these rep teams and then eventually you get old enough there might even be national rep teams at age group level and on and on you go and then you know like there's this hierarchy to it and and it's it's in place like it's it's a like for instance rugby in New Zealand like I can go play for a club right now and that's part of the same ecosystem as the All Blacks it's not like it's not like a totally different thing right there's <laughs> a there's a pyramid and the clubs are on the bottom and then you go up to the provinces and the provinces go into super super rugby and then super rugby goes into the All Blacks it's actually all kind of in a way part of the same competition you know like it's it's not it's it's all part of the same ecosystem and I just I think it breeds in us like a this is my theory. It makes representative sport so important. Like representative sport is like the highest honor. It's not it, it's even more so than and you know, I just I'd look at American sport and like Americans don't really play sport after high school as far as you know, like in a competitive sense, do they really? Is that is that a thing? Like do they you, have no, there's like, not really here of like and pros, stuff. There's,
1: there's, there's plenty of minor leagues for like um yeah, lots of sports and shit like that. I don't know how much they make or whether like it's the part of the same like system yuck like, you're talking about, but uh, there's definitely like, there's definitely, you can definitely make money off sport. If, I, if I'm going to get the wrong, if I'm missing the point here,
0: man, uh, let me know. But um, well, there's no representative sport, right? It's not like you can represent your state at basketball. Uh-huh. Right? Like you can't do that. Uh, okay, I know what you mean. You man. know? Whereas in, you know, basketball might be a slightly bad example because you've got your NBL level stuff. But, but like if you think through, you know, like um, maybe Australia's a bit different because Aussie rules, but, but New Zealand, right? Like you can represent your province in pretty much any sport, you know? Yeah.
2: So great example. My old man plays over 60s representative cricket for the state of New South Wales.
0: Wow. There you go. Flip.
2: Over 60s, so I still give him hell That's in the nets, awesome. don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's good for an old fella. <laughs> Digging a short ball every
0: now and then, do you, Ben? I play <laughs> a
1: bit of chin music. I played, rap in, I played rap futsal, which is like indoor soccer for half of my state, northern New South Wales. So there you there's go. My, there's right, my play. There so
0: yeah. we, get, we get representative sport, right? Like it's a really important thing, and it's kind of how you measure your progress as an athlete. And there just doesn't seem to be an equivalent thing in America as far as I can tell. And I feel like that perspective, is, is as much as anything, as why these guys keep dropping out. Like, it just doesn't mean that much to them. Whereas Joe Ingalls Joe Ingles has just as much, in theory, reason as Tobias Harris to not play for Australia. But Joe, mm. Joe Ingalls is going to be suiting up, you know? Mm. Like, And I just think it's such a shame for basketball. I really do. And and I'm a little bit sore about this because the fact that Stephen Adams doesn't play for New Zealand is, um, in my view, a real black mark. Um, there's some yeah. historical reasons why he's held out. I think, but I, I think it's it's so unkiwi, you know, yeah. it's just well, so unkiwi to do it and not so or not you, do
2: it. Well, yeah, you, you're saying that like given the comparison you've just made to US sports versus say Commonwealth sports. Stephen Adams not playing for Team New Zealand is,
0: is worse
2: than any of these guys pulling out of the, the USA team?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But hmm. it, it's almost like the same, I, I, you know, Stephen Steven Adams' stories, nobody really knows why, um, why he doesn't want to play. It's so weird because he is so Kiwi, like he is so Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. And the most Kiwi thing you can do is represent New Zealand and uh-huh. he doesn't want to do it. It just, it's just, it, it just messes with me.
2: But, oh, he's got to get ready to focus on a championship season with OKC. So. <laughs> yeah, he's... <a>, yeah. <laughs> CP3 is keep, keeping Alexander. Yeah,
0: CP3. Yeah, no. Hey, man. I'm going to my game. If they're a good team, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just, I lo- I'm just more speaking about it, like, looking at this USA team, watching all these guys drop out, and I'm like, they don't get it? Like, yeah. they just don't yeah. get rep sport? I've, you know? Yeah, I
1: think, I think they care when it's the Olympics because it's a free gold medal and they get to go to the Olympics for two weeks and it's off season yeah. and it doesn't interfere with anything. So I think there's that. But again, yeah, your bigger guys won't go. Bron won't go after he's done it once, you know, and shit like that. So there is that. But at the same time, like more to your point, like I just think America just kind of is very insular with the sports that they like and follow and are crazy about. You
2: got basketball, basketball,
1: American football. And that's really like it, isn't it? Hockey to a degree, which you represent it. But like those aren't like traditionally like, you know, actually, no, they are played internationally, but they, they're they dominated traditionally by America. So it's almost like they're blasé about it. It's almost like there's no real competition for for them in, in a respect. Less, like, because I can tell you, there's lots of like, there's a big like following to follow like the, the national soccer team, particularly the women's team in the States, but it's always like it's like it is in Australia. It's just like when it's when it's on, it makes the news. And other than that, you have to get up at four in the morning to watch it. And it's like a subculture yeah. rather than like the prominent one. So I mm. don't know where I'm going with this point anymore, sorry. But yeah, I I think I don't th- I don't think particularly like the mega stars, they just they just don't give a shit as much. It's more about like their team, them themselves do it a grab. Like like Ben Simmons pulled out of the Australian team. So because he's focused on the season and stuff like that because he's a yank and, but yeah but at the same time yank. he's he, he was he's australian but yeah he's he's more of a product of the american system than he's the australian one
2: yeah so you can have him america he is gonna play in the exhibition games in in melbourne and <laughs> yeah. sydney though which i, I was very I, happy yeah,
0: to hear yeah i mean i I don't actually want to when i don't want to be too hard on them but too i don't know if he's gonna play like that's better than like, that's better than stephen adams you know I
2: yeah with um, just like on all that, I, I guess America are unique the the US, I should say. I don't know what they prefer to be called, the USA. Um, their Estados domestic <laughs> their their domestic leagues, uh, arguably, with the exception of the um the Olympics, more respected, um, more enjoyable, more lucrative for all involved than any of the international competitions whereas I don't think any other country's domestic competitions can, can stand up to that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's probably actually way more important for these American athletes, athletes to, yeah. to play successfully in their domestic leagues than in the international competitions. No other country can, can do that, at least in basketball. Yeah,
0: I mean, we, we all know that the NBA is the highest level of competition. So, so I understand that. But to me, like, okay, the, the, this, is, this is the, the kind of um, counterfactual I can imagine. Okay, so so I kind of, I guess what I'm trying to say is I I can kind of understand why Americans don't perceive representative sport as being important, but I think it's a shame because even though the highest level of competition, like if I was a basketball player, for me, it would be an equivalent, it would be at least an equivalent honor playing for New Zealand. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that doesn't mean I'm as good a player, but it would be as important because of the culture I was raised in, right? because of the sporting culture I was raised in, it's super important to represent New Zealand or, you know, over 60s. <laughs> over 60s are for my state or whatever. <laughs> like when you get your chance, you <laughs> yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, you know, and and I, I guess I want to make two points. I think it's a shame that they, they do it. And I also don't think it has to be that way because, mm. you know, like for a New Zealander, like, like this is why the Stephen Adams thing is so weird, but like I think the Australian guys would, Totally regard it as an equivalent honour, like representing their country. I mean, you you have to basically be an NBA player to represent Australia now, anyway. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the, the Joe Ingalls example, like the true blue Australians, the Patty Millses. I'm going to put Exum in there. Exum seems like Exum seems pretty legit as an Aussie. Good blow sure Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Deli. You know all all those guys. All those guys. You know, show that it's possible to actually. Um, regard representative sport as a really high honor, and I just think it's such yeah. a shame that Americans don't see it that way.
2: Yeah, and like to now, like this point, even the tier two players, like your Bradley yeah, like Beals and <laughs> Damian Tobias Lillard Harris. and CJ Tobias McCollum, Harris. yeah, Tobias He's Harris, even an isn't
0: even an all star. Yeah. An even an oh no, I'm too cool for it. What? Like,
2: yeah, it is disappointing. And so. Uh, Speaking very selfishly here Because I'm going with A a mate of mine Who is not a Celtics fan And he's You know We bought our tickets When they had You know They were touting LeBron James And and Steph Curry And players like that To potentially be joining The FIBA squad That's when we bought Our tickets and um, now, obviously, them and, and players a lot you know, lower in, in caliber than those guys have all bailed, um, and he's devastated. And yet, I'm in the midst of this uptrend where it's like suddenly it's like the Celtics plus Miles Turner as the starting lineup for the Team USA for for three games here in Australia. So, um, uh, not to to take away from any of the points that we just made about the the, the bigger picture, there um, it has somehow surmounted to the situation where now. A lot of the Celtics are coming to this part of the world And for a lot of people listening That's that's really exciting, I think um, User A walker 17 Has written Many players have credited their experience with Team USA As a catalyst for improving their game which for our young players I think is exciting. I know there are negatives to having our young guys play extra minutes over the summer, but I just wanted to share that positive aspect. And user Juri Welsh forty four writes, I can't imagine envision...
0: Yuri Welsh.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh is that a silent J, is it? Sorry. Sorry, I, uh I, Yuri Welsh. Do you
0: remember do you remember him as a player?
2: <laughs> Hardly,
0: no. Oh bro, <laughs> that I was, loved a, that him. was a black spot for me. Um, he was in the, the Antoine Walker trade ironically given uh, um, the previous user you mentioned I think was A. Walker 8? 17
2: 17 yeah uh, interesting 7? link there hmm. there you go uh, you're listening 7, to the experts it? folks uh, they write I can't envision Jalen making the final 12 man roster but I could easily see Marcus endearing himself to pop but at this point like I, th- I feel like players could essentially put their name in the hat right like if you're an NBA player you're on the team that's where they're at guys are you know dropping <laughs> like flies um so yeah it's a really good opportunity for a lot of our young players to to play under the the tutelage of uh of Greg Popovich and um get some extra minutes um together as a squad um shades of the pre-08 Celtics playing in uh in Rome together at a training camp there
0: shades shades shades, shades. total shades I will say, just to, to kind of square the circle on that last point, Marcus Smart's response to being played was like, it's an honor. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, Marcus, you are my dog. I love him. <laughs> I love I would,
2: him. I would die for that, man. And uh, Marcus Smart colliding with uh, Deli uh, on the basketball court there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're if we're we don't have earthquakes really in, in this part of the world. Yeah. I don't know if we're like uh, our infrastructure is prepared for for that kind of uh, seismic activity. But we'll see.
0: I had this friend. I had this friend who I um I went through I went through law school with him, and um he was he was great. And the 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 my go to story of him is he was I was sitting by him, and he was once asked, you know, if if you were cloned and and um and put in a cage match with your clone, who would win? <laughs> <laughs> and his response was I think I think we'd fall in love. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and when you talked about Marcus Martin Delhi meeting up, I think that's what would happen. I think they'd fall in love.
2: <laughs> All right, there we go. Fifty five minutes of off season content, just like that. It's done.
0: <laughs> Any uh, anything you guys want to add before we wrap this one up? I my instinct is that Romeo Langford's not gonna work out. But I always hope Ooh. I'm wrong. Patek. cut, But Grant Williams And Carson Edwards Will Yeah Love
1: Carson it. Edwards Sixth man of the year Sixth man of yes. the yes. year Yes <laughs> Not <laughs> even the
2: rookie <laughs> Not the rookie Alright That'll just about do it For this episode Of the Celtics Reddit Podcast And folks In and off season With nothing to do Celtics wise Great time to subscribe To the podcast And give us a spicy Five star rating Also go and follow us On Twitter At Celtic Reddit Pod Those followers uh, Were climbing For a bit there For us uh, But we've since peaked and no more recent followers. So please go and help us out there. Help us get us out of that rut. Jackson, Joe, I wish you a safe and happy offseason. Thanks again for coming on, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Celtics versus Australia. August 22, not conflicted at all as far as my allegiance. Go Celtics. Peace.